Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I am your host, Kim Chi. <laughs> And a John Kung. What? I said I'm John Kung. So we took like the last couple of weeks off because I've been on tour. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm a very busy person. <laughs> and I'm less so, but it's okay. But um now that I'm back for well, I leave tonight, but um <laughs> But now that I'm back in the home for just for like a second. Yeah, so what is the situation? You're back in LA for like what, like 10 minutes? Where did you just get back from? So I got back from Australia. Oh, how was that? Where in Australia? So it was for Work the World Tour. And we went to Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, Canberra, um, Sydney, Melbourne. It's basically like all the major places. Did you get to eat in Melbourne? Because I hear the food there is really good. Yeah, but we actually spent like the least amount of time in Melbourne, so there wasn't too much time to do anything. Yeah. Um, so most of our off days was actually in Adelaide. Luckily, um, our hotel was like right in the middle of like their Chinatown. Oh, nice. Or like their like Asian area. Right outside the hotel, it was just like all these different like amazing Asian food. And then also there was, like, a huge, like, food market. This giant building filled with a bunch of different, like, restaurants, grocery stores, like, businesses um, that are all, like, food-related. I guess it's, like, their, like, historic market. Uh, Every meal in Adelaide was really, really good. The last few times I was in Australia, like, I didn't really have good experience with the food. So in my head, like, Australia is this place that has, like, terrible food. Oh. But actually having, like, um, off days and actually, like, going to choose my own food and not, like, by some, like, random person who's not a foodie trying to, like, <laughs> feed us, you know? Um, actually, like, choosing my own food. Yeah, there was actually a lot of good food there. It is very interesting when, when you travel um, what other people's idea of the food. Not even, it's not even, like, when you, when you travel somewhere and then you're, like, being taken around by a local Oftentimes they don't they don't take you to places that they like to eat. They take you to places that they think you'll like to eat. Yes, absolutely. Like when I was in Brazil, for some reason, for every single meal, they'll take me to like eat at a buffet. And I mean buffet meals are fine, but you know, just after a while I was just kind of like really tired of eating like the same old food that was like room temperature. Yeah. Um, so I have to promote her, like, please, I did not want to eat at a buffet, like, for, like, this meal. Can we please go anywhere else, like, that's not a buffet? <laughs> and then for some reason, he still took me to a buffet. And then I ask him, what's your favorite meal? And he's like, oh, I love McDonald's. I was uh, like, okay, well, let me rephrase that. Um, like, where do locals, like, like to go eat? And he's like, well, locals eat at home. I'm like, oh, uh, shit, well... Are you going to invite me to your home? Like, that doesn't really help me. <laughs> Where in Brazil were you? Rio. And you'd think there'd be a lot of good food in Rio. Rio's so I mean, well, that's, that's The whole thing is besides the point. Oh, okay. But that's when I realized, like, a lot of people aren't foodies, so you can't expect... Just because, like, you have to go local doesn't mean you're going to get, like, a recommendation that's, like, stellar. That and, is... And even at, like, restaurants, like... 
you know, before I like I always ask the server, you know, like, how do you feel about this dish and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, you know, like they're able to like steer you like the right way. Mm -hmm. But then you also have to realize like a lot of people who are servers aren't actually like food people themselves. Yeah. Especially like the ones that are like, you know, I'm just like an actor. I'm like working this job, you know, like to get by until like the next gig or something. If somebody were to ask you, like, where is a good place in L.A. for me to have dinner? Do you, like, consider the person or do you just, like, send them to a place that you think that you like for them at that time? So whenever anybody asks me for recommendation, this is what I do. First, I ask them, do you want something that's Eastern or Western? And then when they say, like, Western, I'll narrow it down to, do you want something, like, American or, like, European or, you know? Mm -hmm. Or if they say, like, Eastern, I'll say, like, is there, like, a specific, like, Asian country that you like? And then when they name something, like, let's say, like, oh, um, like, I love Japanese, then I'll say, so are you looking for something like a sushi ramen, like, or, like, a traditional Japanese experience, or do you want more of, like, a modern Japanese, you know? Or, like, upscale. And if they say, like, oh, I want something, like, just a little bit, like, nicer, but, you know, like, not too fancy, but also, like, something, you know, exciting, then, you know, just things like that. But I feel like asking someone whether they want something Eastern or Western just already, like, narrows, like, half the cuisine down. That's a really good starting point. That is a very good tip. And then asking, you know... Like, what tier of, like, experience you're looking for, like, really narrows it down to after that. Mm-hmm. Fancy or not fancy, decadent versus health. Yeah, there, there are so many things that you, that you can do to, like, narrow down options. And also, another, like, my hack, like, to find restaurants when I travel is actually using TikTok. Ooh, yeah. Like, all you have to do is, like, type in, like, whatever town you're in, like, let's say, like, Brisbane, and like restaurants ton of like stuff will pop up and obviously like some content obviously like every like food like reviewer is like different you know obviously some are like influencers just getting like paid or like sponsored yeah but you can easily like tell which ones those are but at least like this way you actually get to see like the videos of the restaurants and like videos of the food and then you can determine whether you want to like go to that place or not yeah it's a lot harder to like fake good looking food on a video than it is on a photograph and you can always tell the, you can always tell the influencers who are like paid by the place because they all sound like that girl who went to carbone yeah <laughs> let me tell you about this place mm-hmm. if you can't get a table here you might as well kill yourself like they, they all the best ravioli i've ever had <laughs> yes they all have the exact same inflection the pasta and Alfredo was to die for. You cannot leave without trying their, like, Moscow Mule. <laughs> I was like, bitch, like, Moscow Mule, like, <laughs> shit same everywhere. Oh, why is, I just, like, why is that, why is that a voice that you want to emulate? You Nobody is convinced. Like, Literally. oh, my God. Oh, we should do all of our food reviews like that. Oh, my God, that's so good. Today I went to this K-Barbecue, and if you're not getting the short rib, you might as well pack your stuff and go back to Korean. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But That's anyways, um, so, yeah, so I had pretty good food in Australia. 
if there's like one thing that I realized like on touring though, so I love like educating people and like you know like teaching people like when it comes to like food that they haven't had before. <laughs> but then after a while, you just want to enjoy yourself. There is a point where it does get exhausting, and on my day off, where I just want to rest and like nourish myself and not feel like I have to be like almost, almost like a concierge or like a guide. Hold someone's hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because for some reason, if you're like a known like foodie or food person, <laughs> everyone kind of like expects you to like like literally be their concierge. Even in like places like you haven't been or like places right. you don't know well. So like you could be in like random town and everyone's like, What are we eating tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. Like you're an adult, and figure then, it like, out. Even if you don't like even if you don't really care, I mean like uh, you just are you're the type of person like if you're with somebody, you would want them to have a good time, whether or not like you truly care or not. Like you still you still want everyone to have like to, to be in a general good mood if we're all eating together but like it is really frustrating because it is that extra added little bit of stress that you feel obligated to make sure that everybody is like enjoying themselves in some way whether you feel like it is your job or not so like if <laughs> it's just yeah it's just difficult yeah and again like you know like when i'm like working all these days and on my day off, sometimes I just want to, like, go to a restaurant and sit back and relax and just, like, have a good time. But then, again, like, when you, like, unintentionally, like, become, like, a concierge, somehow you become, like, responsible for picking the restaurant and then organizing, like, time up to dinner and then gathering everybody together with... You don't want to see half these people anyway. <laughs> yeah. You get random DMs from people asking for restaurant recommendations. Yes, I'm like, that I don't mind, you know, like, if I know the town, or if I, like, you know, the place well, really well, like, I'd recommend it. I do, But too. I think it's, like, another thing to do that, like, on off day and tour. Mm. I do, too, and it's usually to a town that I've, like, never been to before, so I don't really know what to say. It's like, Google it, I guess. I don't know. Do you even know the restaurants in, like, Michigan all that well? I mean... I do most of the cooking. I mean, like, I do know... I have some restaurants that, like, are, like, surefire hits that I send people to. Um, but, like, it de it really depends on what a person's preference of food is. Because, like, if you... If I ask, like, oh, do you like Western or Eastern? Or like, do you like Asian food or Westernized food? And they say Asian. I was like, oh, well... You cook Asian food at home? <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, I guess I'm making you dinner then. Because there are some good ones, but it's, like, not... Especially if I consider where they live. Mm -hmm. Like if someone's from Los Angeles or New York or Toronto or something like that, where I'm just like, I don't really have a recommendation that like that is either interesting or not enough or that you can't get better over there mm -hmm. right now. It's still the Midwest. And like a lot of times I'd be like, hey, do you <laughs> Do you like Eastern or Western food? And they like, I, I, I like Asian food. I was like, do you have a passport? on Hiku because it's in Windsor. <laughs> the better Asian <laughs> is in Windsor and you have to cross the border to get there. It's only 15 minutes from my house, but yeah, it's still that much work. You mean Detroit isn't like bustling with like a vibrant Asian food scene? Not so much. 
I can't really say that. At least you have a meat fresh. We do. They closed. <laughs> what? It it didn't close. They like no. it, it. It was a meat fresh, and then now it's something else that serves the exact same thing, but it's called something different. Also, they probably changed the owners, and they don't want to like pay like the franchise fee or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I bet you that is exactly what happened. I mean, like that thing. That's the thing, though. Like, we have really good ingredients, and we have all the components that you need for really good Asian food. Like I, I, I learned that, and I was shocked when I learned that it was easier for me to get Chinese groceries than a lot of people in like you know New York and stuff who don't live in Queens. But that being said, it's still like we don't have the expertise here. We don't have like the community that stayed and continued to perpetuate their art. Well, they should all move to LA. <laughs> Maybe no, that's the problem. I think most of them did move to LA. Oh. <laughs> Way back when. See, um, that's how I feel about like steakhouses. If someone asked me like where's like a good steakhouse, I could not tell you. Yeah. You know, like I mean like I could tell you like what famous steakhouses are. Mm-hmm. You know? But like I don't know. I don't ever go to like steakhouses. See, that's funny because I could point you if you asked me like for a good steakhouse, I could tell you like probably Three. I could give you three steakhouses in Detroit that are like really good, that are really good. I was like, do you want modern? Do you want something that's classic? Do you want like old Americana where like Frank Sinatra used to be and like you would have a really good steak with a really nice martini? Like I could do that here, but I just can't do Asian food with a full conscience. Yeah, unless you've like never experienced Asian food before in which case it's like oh i had something that I, I can tell you the places that are that are pretty good oh also like date loungy places also cannot tell you places to bring a date like if you ask me like where to take like a sexy date for like a nice little bite and like a martini mm. i cannot tell you at the moment. <laughs> See, i could i could tell you that too it's actually one of the steakhouses is that place because it's really oh, dark it must be nice though having a another um have date nights with huh? <laughs> for me date nights are at home <laughs> yeah i won't lie it's nice my tears dry on their own <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so when was like the last time we talked like where what city was i in you were i think you were in japan oh okay so I also went to Taiwan and Singapore. Oh my god, how was it? Was oh it so god. good? So, I mean, obviously Taiwan, you know, like, I don't even have to say it, but like, you know, the food, chef's kiss. Best. So good. De- definitely got the uh, black pepper bun. How many did you eat? Uh, I just had two. And then, obviously, went to the night market. And obviously, like, got our old favorites, like intestine noodle. Like Tanghalu, um, oyster pancake, yada yada. Did you get yada. the ice cream thing? No, so the ice cream thing. Oh my god! So the ice cream thing was towards like the um end of the night market. Uh huh. And when I was like just approaching, the lady was just closing up the shop, and I'm like, "No, can I please? Can I please buy one?" And she's like, no, I'm done. And she, like, <laughs> waved her hand at me. And I was like, it's barely 10 p.m. 
<laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm done slinging like, cilantro peanut ice cream. Like, I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> Rude AF. Who was the one that slowed you down? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, I slowed myself down by like going around to all these different booths and eating. <laughs> oh. See, you have to, you have to hit your favorites first. Yeah, but it's like you, it's like a night market I haven't been before, so oh, I, like, I don't know where anything is. So yeah. everything was yeah. like new as I was like walking down and finding these things. Yeah. Anyone that was particularly fun to to be there with? Oh, so my favorite drag queen I like realized was actually Evie Oddly. She seems like she'd be pretty adventurous and like down to try stuff. And she's just like so down to try everything and... You know, like a lot of people like ask me for recommendations, and after I tell them, they don't ever follow up with it. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, "Okay, cool, thank you," and then they don't go do things. Yeah, but like, if you would ask me for recommendations, if I told her, she'll go do all of them. That's awesome. Did you go to the salmon place? Um, I didn't go to the salmon place, but I did go to the fish market twice. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, Aquarian tour loves seafood. And the last time we were in Work the World in Taiwan, I took her to the fish market and she fell in love that like we went back again. Who did you say? Aquaria. Oh, Aquaria. Okay, okay. I didn't hear. I thought you said Quarry. I was like, I have no idea. Oh, no. That is. So then this time when we went back to Taiwan, we went to the fish marketplace twice again. Because <laughs> oh, we love then. it that much. That's and it was really, really good. We got so much sushi each time. And then they had these... um little skewers of like wagyu beef that just literally melted in her mouth like the moment it touched it and she ended up getting like 10 of them because she loved it so much <laughs> that's awesome she's so tiny too good for her yeah yeah so i think the store i like the most fun with um aquaria and eviatly nice what's the next leg of your tour what's after um, this? there's Could... no i mean there's next leg but i'm not on it oh so what are you going to new york for you know, gigs. Oh, you just got a bunch of gigs, gigs in New York? of the tour. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I knew that. But like, I I had in my calendar that you're just in New York for like a big stretch of time. So I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So you're done. Oh, I'm done with the tour, yeah. Congratulations for finishing. Thank you. On the show day in Taiwan, they ordered um, bobas for us. And then Taiwanese fried chicken. Okay, but this actually made me mad. One of the drag queen, I'm not going to say her name. We're like all eating the fried chicken like delicious and things. And she's like, she comes out and she's like, like, what is all this shit? Like, I need real food. And we're like, this is like Taiwanese fried chicken. It's really good. And she's like, that chicken is fucking gray. I was like, first of all, it's called dark meat. <laughs> like dark meat of the chicken. Yeah. And also, like, this is the person who eats like McDonald's like every meal. Oh, God. So, like, if you don't have, like, a basic, like, appreciation for, like, an actual fried chicken, like, I don't know. Like, right. You There's don't deserve no to, like, you. comment on it. And also, like, don't look at the food that someone is, like, eating and, you know, like, and make a negative yeah. comment about it when we're, like, clearly enjoying it. Yeah, that is actively yucking someone's yum as they are enjoying it is is just, like, it's, it's giving, like, lunchbox trauma it's literally like <laughs> like grade school bullying it's like you're just making fun of something that somebody else likes right in front of them and it's it's rude it is rude 
It is rude. And no one is like forcing you to eat it. Yeah. It's giving like, what's that? And also speaking of another trauma, um, after the um Japan show mm-hmm. for the meal after, they got us burgers from McDonald's. <laughs> but it wasn't just burgers, it was like random Mexicans and then like forty McNuggets and like three things of fries that was like supposed to be like shared among like all the drag queens. You know somebody like brought the promoter to the side and specifically was like, We want McDonald's. We want burgers. We're done like eating Asian food. It must have been like a personal request. And what made the whole experience even grosser is like when I went, I don't know who this fucker was, but like someone opened up like every single burger because I'm sure they're like, oh, what's in here? What's in here? Like yeah, they have yeah, opened yeah. up like the wrapper to every single burger. Uh, so it's just like, oh, I feel like I'm like touching a burger it, that like someone's already like, like ran through, you know? Like with their like unwashed like sweaty hands after the show. Yeah. Oof. Still has like makeup on it. Yeah. So I skipped it and then I just went to the um seven eleven, which Japan and seven eleven has like fierce food. Mm. You can get like a nice onigiri. Yeah. And then also like the egg salad sandwich is so fire. Yes. The egg salad sandwiches from 7-Eleven are actually, like, mysteriously delicious. Is like I don't that, know what they that, put in there. I don't. I, MSG. MSG. I bet you. Yeah, it has to be. It, it's just so good. It's just so good. <laughs> and then, um, the Manila show was... Was that canceled? It got canceled because there was, like, a typhoon or something. Yeah, where were you during the typhoon? Because that, like... It was like a signal 10, which is like the highest you can go in Hong Kong while you were in Asia. Like, they was blowing buildings back and forth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, So we got to spend extra days in Taiwan before we got to go to Singapore. And Singapore is also really great, too. Singapore's got great food. It's really hot there, but it's the food there is some of the best. You know, Singapore wasn't as hot as Japan, surprisingly. Oh, I mean, like, Singapore's, like, still hot, but, like, when I got there, and I'm, like, I can actually, like, walk around and be fine. As opposed to, like, Japan, like, the moment, like, I stepped outside, I was, like, drenched in sweat right away. Like, everything was soaked. What did you eat in Singapore? So, in Singapore, during the meet and greet, one of, like, the fans gave me, like, a letter, and I read it. And he said, like, I'm a, like, huge foodie, um, and... You know, I would love to take you on, like, a food tour if you want. So please message me. And then um, I had, like, the day off in Singapore the next day. So I was like, you know what? Let me message him, see what he says. And I was like, yeah. hey, if you're serious about, like, taking me on a food tour, you know, like, I actually am interested. Um, So then we arranged to meet up. And next day he came to the hotel. And he brought a giant pandan chiffon cake. That his oh, mom made. I guess his God. mom was on um, Master Chef Singapore. What? So then she made us all these treats for us, and then she made Yotiao, which is Chinese donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was filled with shrimp. What? It was so good. And then also like um, these dumplings. So one of the dancer, Laganja, and I, um, 
we ate all that, and then he took us to like a really famous place that does, you know, your yukbang. Yeah, yukbang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like the steamed beef stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a yukbang with salted fish. Oh hell yes, that is. And it was really, really good. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom likes it made that way. Except I have a really hard time finding salted fish, so I can't really make it. But it's so good. Oh, good yeah, job. You could probably make your own salted good fish. Place. I have no time. I don't have the time for that. You have time. You're a chef. I know. I know. Uh, make it a content, you know. <laughs> Teach us how. Do you want me to to make some so you can have some when I'm in LA next? I, you can salt a fish. You know how to salt a fish. <laughs> you have the time. You can salt a fish. Uh, if you have time to make a master stock. You have time to make a salted fish. <laughs> I haven't made Master Stock in a really long time. Well, winter's coming. I've just been so busy. You're not even working on your book anymore. You have time. I've been working on book tour stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that, that'll do it. Okay, you're busy. <laughs> I guess you won't be salting the fish. <laughs> I won't be salting the fish anytime soon, unfortunately. Oh, but anyways, continuing with the food tour. <laughs> yes, Sorry, yes, yes, keep going. So then he took us to like another area where it's like predominantly um, um, Indian and Middle Eastern. Uh, so there's like a lot of like Indian restaurants and all that like stuff. Um, and then he took us to this like one area where it was like a bunch of like outdoor food court. But, uh, and then from there, I don't know what this thing is called, but it was so unique. So it was like a donut. But then inside of the donut was filled with anchovies and oysters and peanuts. So was it sweet on the outside or was no, it, it just like sweet. a shoe pastry? It was like a pastry. It wasn't even like a shoe pastry. It was like a chewy donut kind of a thing, but it was crispy on the outside. And inside it was like really moist. You're filled with oysters, peanuts, and anchovies. Interesting. It was so unique, but it was really, really good. Hopefully somebody listening in can tell us. Yeah, please tell us this mysterious dish in Singapore, like what this is. Uh, and then um, we drank sugarcane juice. I mean, you can get that in LA, but it's still so good. Yeah. Also, like yeah. when it's like so hot and you've been like walking what around is, all day. Yeah. Sugarcane juice hits different when you've just been like walking around sweating all day. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended the fabulous night um, eating at like, some really good Indonesian restaurant. What did you have? I love Indo food. I had a mom um, order for us, and it was like we literally ate so many different dishes. I'll make a TikTok about it. Um, Yay. So look for I want to see it. I want to see everything. Yeah. I just haven't put the videos together. <laughs> I know, like. It's Indonesian. Uh, when it comes to like Indonesian food, I know like nasi goreng is just so common and so like, but it's still like one of my favorite things to eat for breakfast because it's still like sunny side up. I got fried rice with all of that stuff. Oh, what what like, I like uh, more is um, nasi lemak. The noodle one? No. Nasi Lem lemak is coconut rice with a protein like a it can be like a fried chicken or like beef rendang oh. or um usually like something of that sort with peanuts sambal 
and cucumbers. Mm, always with the cucumbers. I, oh, I love that they serve that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking it up. Nasi lemak. Oh, yeah, that is really good. It's really, really good. Nice. And then, um, oh, I definitely had um, kaya toast in Singapore as well, which is very good. Have you ever had kaya toast? <laughs> so it's kaya jam, which almost tastes uh, like coconutty. It's kaya, kaya like jam a on a um, piece of like toast with slices of solid butter. And then inside of it, they give you like a poached egg that then, you add a bit of soy sauce and white pepper to it. And then you use the toast to mix up the egg mixture and you like dip the toast in the egg. Is kaya a fruit? Oh, it's a coconut jam. Okay. It is a jam made from base of coconut milk, eggs, and sugar. Uh, like paired with the eggs. Before you go on, let's take a break. Okay. And we're back. And we're back after that anticlimactic <laughs> going to break message. We're easing, we're easing ourselves back into it. It's been a really long time since we recorded together. And, you know, I don't think we've spoken to each other. What do you mean? Like we've well, texted back true. I've been texting you and you ignore my texts. So. I text you back and I also send you... And do a lot of TikToks. We do. <laughs> we like communicate in TikToks now. Basically. And you know how well you know it's true friendship? I actually watched the ones that you sent me. Actually, not only I watched the ones you sent me, I comment back. Yeah, I comment back too. Mm -hmm. That is a friend. That's, that is true friendship. <laughs> <laughs> We got all the listeners being like, damn, I don't want <laughs> There's so many TikToks from like s some other people that I'm just like so behind on. Oh, yeah. Like, do you have friends that just sends you like an endless amount of TikToks and then you log on and like I'll... there's like 20 videos from them? And I'm like, I don't have 20 <sighs> minutes. I do and then not some have are just 20 like minutes. Really, really stupid. Like, yes. Well, yes. Like, why did you send me a TikTok of like a kid sneezing? Yes. And like. Also, but but then inevitably, like you try to participate and you send them one, and they're like, "I sent that to you like last week," and then you <laughs> feel like a bad friend, which you know, admittedly, yes, <laughs> bad friend. but uh, it's just but don't, don't make it hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you wonder why we have no one, friends. I did send you one of like um, New York Times's best LA restaurants. I wanted to get your thoughts on that one. I'm like... Uh, it was only like three restaurants. Have you been to Perilla? I have not. Um, but Look, actually, after yeah. you sent me the TikTok, I read like an article on like a Korean like portal saying mm -hmm. like, a Korean restaurant was just chosen as like the best restaurant in LA. And it was like referencing that. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, that, like, that's really cool. But I, no, I've not been to Perilla. I mean, I don't know why would they would make it sound like they'd be surprised. Like, <laughs> no, <right? laughs> I mean, the best restaurant in New York right now is Korean. 
You know, it's so cool because I feel like I'm no one about knew about Korea. You know, like when yeah. I was like growing up, no one knew anything yeah. about Korean cuisine. Yeah. But um, now it's, yeah, it had such a big coming. Well, and it makes so much sense too, as somebody who like, you know, admittedly, I've only really started enjoying Korean food the past like few years I've been able to see you regularly in LA and mm -hmm. it's like a joyful cuisine. It's so much, you can tell the people who cook that food love to eat. Yeah, for sure. And that's like unique, not uniquely Korean, but it's like, it's a pretty unique quality to have. I think Korean cuisine is just like by default, it's just designed for people that love to try things because like an average Korean like food comes with at least like three different side dishes. Uh -huh. And Koreans just love like tasting different flavors and textures and ingredients. And then... Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Hoping one day I get to eat at Adamix. And now Perilla. Well, you could come back to LA. I will be in LA. I'll be in LA during my tour. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> seems, like, uh, seems like a nice place for you to take me while I'm on this uh, whirlwind tour across the country bf although they are at a i did look up a pearl after you sent me that they're yeah. in a area where parking is like so hard but we'll make it work k-town no it's not k-town it's like silver uh, lakey oh silver lake yeah, yeah we'll get a new bear yeah yeah is this the life? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, I hope. I wonder if like their business is, like booming now since that article came out. I'm sure. I'm sure they would be. Like it's. It's still like even though it's like New York Times commenting on like LA food, it's still like their food section is still pretty well respected throughout the country. It's like one of the last things that I'm willing to the New York Times. <laughs> Like their yeah, their coverage of anything that deals with trans people it just makes me fucking gag. And let's not let's not spiral into politics. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, it's true. Okay, not going not going into that dark place. The moment we start talking about it, we'll spiral. So yeah, I know. But uh, but but be better, New York Times. I know you're not listening, but in case you are. Uh, yes, New York Times zooming our little podcast. <laughs> you're right. like. These two Asian ass motherfuckers. <laughs> we just put him on the cover of the food section. <laughs> Which wow. my book was. They did they gave me a little mention on the cover Aww. of the, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the main thing, but you know, I was there with, with Korean vegan and the guy who bakes like retro cakes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And for listeners out there, um, if you're listening, you should go pre-order John's book because, well, John is he very poor. <laughs> he needs it at this point. And also, um, ordering a pre-sale actually like helps out the person a lot. Yeah. So how it works is whether so New York Times and a lot of bestseller lists judge your book sales by the week, so every week and stuff. But if you pre-order the book. All the pre-orders uh, leading up to the first week count in the first week. So it's like my best shot to make a bestseller list is in the first week with pre-orders and stuff. And 
pre-orders gets you a little special gift. So you should do it. Let's get him, John, in the top 10. Yeah. And then we can rally. And then you don't have to buy another book until Kim comes out with hers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bod, I'm very excited for your book. I'm very happy for you. Tell me all the cities you're hitting with the book tour. So it's going to start in New York. Both Manhattan and Brooklyn are stops. And then we go to San Francisco. And then we go to LA. And then we go to Chicago. And then we come for, we do a homecoming back in Detroit. Mm, no southern places. I know. Um, it wasn't me that made the stops for the tour. I really wanted Atlanta and um, New Orleans in there. But yeah, the uh, publisher determined which cities I got to go to. And so that's the those are the cities I'm going to go to. Um, I would like to in the spring or summer, probably like maybe maybe late summer, early fall next year, um, do something, do like a mini tour that explores like, you know, Smaller places like P-Town or Philly and then Atlanta and then New York, like just like a East Coast to down thing. Um, but yeah, as of right now, yeah, those are those other ma those major cities are the ones that I'm hitting. Cool. And then, um, have you like released a date anywhere? No, because I don't have the exact schedule yet. But there are some really interesting places that I get to go. I can't really say which ones yet because they haven't been solidified. What about the book tour? Have you like announced the dates for the book tour? That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, stay tuned, everybody. We'll probably talk stay about you in the podcast when the dates are finalized. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait great. to show up to the um, LA book signing. Oh, my God. And I, I do have an audience <laughs> question. I hope I get selected. Oh, no. What are, what are you going to ask? Oh, nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. Oh, God, no. You little chaos demon. And what chaos? You know I'm a supportive friend. Yeah. Well, my L.A. speaking partner is going to be Korean vegan, so be on your best behavior. <laughs> As if, like, she's, like, some kind of, like, narc. <laughs> no, she's not a narc. Like, is she gonna, like, come slap me if I don't? Like... <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, our big... She's, like, gives... She gives, like, big sister vibes all the time. Even though she's only a couple years... Well, a couple years old, yeah. you're still my big sister. I would never but... do anything that would embarrass you. God, I wish this was a video podcast right now so people could see your... Sh what about my face? What's wrong with my face? <laughs> Uh, well, while you were, wait, anything, any other places in Asia that you were having fun in? I mean, we just did those three cities, so okay. it was like a smaller okay. Asian tour. Sorry, that was my tea. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could have gone to, you know, like Hong Kong. Um, yeah. And then maybe Thailand and Korea, but it just wasn't in the schedule this time. That was a very light Asian tour. Uh, yeah. Japan, Taiwan, Manila. No, not Manila. Well, Singapore. it was. Manila was scheduled, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, only four cities. And I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. I think it's like because like in the previous tour, um, 
when we visited Asia, it uh-huh. was literally right as COVID was starting. So, like, um, like not a lot of people like attended, but which like rightfully so in Korea, like everything was already like half shut down already. Right, but like you can't base attendance off of COVID numbers. No, like seriously, like I feel like if you were. And on top of, you know, like, I guess, like, Drag Race is so, like, oversaturated now, too. No, 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 no. Give me your you thoughts know? on that. No, I mean, like, I'm happy for, like, each country to have their, you know, like, own version of, like, Drag Race. And no, no, no. Um, drag becoming, like, popular everywhere. You know, like, that's good no, no, overall. No. Um, from, like, a business perspective on like a tour you know like mostly like american drag queens you know like do you think like there's like, like less of a need for like a, a world tour now that drag is like, like it's more like, of a local it's not thing? as like special anymore yeah you know yeah especially in places like where they're like on drag race you know yeah like because before there were like only Thailand american drag race too. you know and then these drag queens were like the only ones that people knew Right but now, there's literally like thousands of like drag queens that's been on TV again, which uh-huh. that's great, like it's amazing, like more exposure for like you know queer artists. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know if like a tour is like as profitable as it like once were. Mm, that makes sense, but again, I can't speak on that because I don't know any of like the numbers or anything, <laughs> right? But you can definitely like tell like the vibe is like a little bit different now. <laughs> Because before, like, there were some like diehard fans, um, you know, like that like stalked the queens and like followed them like city to city. But like a lot of that has like chilled out now. Yeah, I see that. That's that. But again, I'm very happy for um, more exposure for queer artists. Like the better for like everyone around. Of you course, know? of course. It's not. It's it feels like a little less like deflect people take all the money in the pot but it's more like spread the wealth all around you know yeah and that's always better yeah mm-hmm. and that's on that <laughs> have you what have you done um i've noticed that you've been making a lot of tomato sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> yes how many so, like, different versions of tomato sandwiches have you made so i have been doing one a day almost one a day for the past like two and a half weeks <laughs> my god yeah i can't log on to social media without getting slapped in the face with a tomato yeah pretty much i went into this because i wanted to do something easy and i wanted to do something fun and something that was like just just kind of like dumb or whatever and mm-hmm. so i was like i'm gonna make a tomato sandwich every day until the season is over i thought the season only there was only a week left in the season but um and i talked to my like farmer friend about this I was like okay well the world's getting hotter and one of the effects is uh, tomato season in Michigan, which used to end in like late August, early September, now goes into almost October. So Dang. I had really, really good tomatoes up until this is the last week. And I just finished finished filming the last one. And it was it was delicious. And I got to try stuff. And like tomato sandwich is like, yes, the classic tomato sandwich is delicious. Mm-hmm. But it's still just bread and a tomato and mayonnaise and salt and pepper. So 
playing around with it didn't seem like such a big deal to me. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to make curry mayo today. I'm going to make a laksa mayo today. And I'm going to make a pesto mayo today. Like, just trying different variations. Like, I still had some comments being like, oh, the best one is just like the pure and simple one. I was like, yeah, it, it's good, but it's still, it's still fucking bread and a tomato. So we're trying to why reinvent the classic here. Hello. I'm not trying to re I'm not even trying to do reinvent the classic. I'm just like, you know, if your ingredients aren't that expensive, why not have fun with it? Okay. Hear me out. Okay. I'm listening for the next one. Can you do a fried green tomato sandwich? And then, but the season's over. It's already cold. <laughs> Maybe well next year. Next year I'll you do mean, fried green tomatoes. I missed the rest of the tomato season touring. Uh it's the season is longer in California. Oh, you're right. Maybe Did you say that just so I had to mention the fact that like California well, you're going to New York tomorrow, so you better get some tomatoes, girl. Yeah, just me buying tomatoes right before I get on my flight. Right. <laughs> Apparently it's cold. It's chilly in New York right now. People were saying it was like 50 degrees. It's colder there than it is in Detroit. Oh my God. I forgot what it was like to be cold. Oh yeah. Cause you're I feel like I've been like hot and sweating like for so yeah. long. Yeah. I miss the cold. It's so nice. You know what I've admired every time I stay over at your house, that Telfar wool poncho. Mm -hmm. Do they just sell that? Or do they have that every year? Is that a limited edition thing? Because I kind of want one. Um, it looks so comfy. I actually have no idea. That thing looks comfy as AF. Have you worn it? No. It's never been hot enough. It's never been cold enough in LA to wear. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, have a, I haven't worn it myself personally because it has never oh. been <laughs> cold enough. <laughs> you should wear it to New York. It's cold over there now. That's true. Yeah. All the fashions I'm going to turn. <laughs> while doing my gigs yeah <laughs> yes over over for you hoes are they drag gigs or are they dj gigs in new york or both uh, both nice that'll be yeah. i want to see you dj someday you could get on a flight to la oh not la new york <laughs> i could no no, no, no. I, I was like actually like taking a glance. I, sorry, I was taking a glance at my calendar, seeing if I could make it happen. Because unfortunately, you leave when I get there for tour time. But Boo, you're there yes. until when? Uh, I'm there until. Well, let's not discuss my schedule on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when are you going to be in New York? What's your address? What room number are you going to uh -huh. be? And what's your social security number? social yeah, exactly. security like how long i'm staying there for you know yeah <laughs> all that good stuff yeah um have you eaten anything fun recently i've pretty much just been eating tomato sandwiches which is like really nice mm -hmm. oh i did have something the other day where I, I had a classic french omelet at a brunch place and this isn't on this doesn't have anything to do like it was a really well done french omelet uh, I will say, and everything else on their menu was really, really good. So 
I think that's just, it's just like, I'm not really about a French omelet. Like, just like a plain omelet with just like cheese in it or whatever. It's like the classically done French omelet that people on TikTok like always like try to work so hard to do where it's like a little uh, like curds in the middle and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's, it can't be scorched. It has to be like perfectly done and it's really delicate. And I was like, that's great and all, but I kind of like, I kind of like an American diner omelet better. A little bit mm. of crusty parts, a little bit of caramelization or like, or like an omelet rice with like thick sauce on it. Okay. So that's funny that you mentioned that because I just had like an extensive um, conversation about eggs uh-huh and how he's eaten at different places uh -huh. um with somebody yeah and we we're just discussing how okay for scrambles scrambled eggs for example i like mine anywhere wet. else around the world makes it so soft and moist uh -huh. and like you know like runny uh -huh. and in america scrambled eggs are always like hard yeah, it's packing foam. And, like, when you get, like, scrambled at, like, a breakfast buffet and, like, in other places and other countries, it's always soft and almost like a pudding. Mm -hmm. Here, it's almost, like, gray and, like, hard chunks of it. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't mean, like, that. I mean, like, the kind of eggs, like, when you get by, like, an omelet, like, a, I don't know, like, a Greek omelet with a feta cheese and all the vegetables in it. Like, I like a loaded omelet with stuff and lots of tasty things and generally i will ask for it a little bit underdone like scorch the outside and leave some of the inside kind of runny mm -hmm. but yeah i just when it comes to like the perfectly executed french omelet is like i it seems just a little a little pompous for what you get it's almost like you need like a you want something a little bit more substance right because it's always mm -hmm. soft and airy but then and then and that's kind of like it yeah but my problem with american omelet is i don't know why when you like go to like an average diner and then look at like their omelet ingredients almost mm -hmm. every single omelet has peppers in it i don't mind that actually i, I don't like that you don't like peppers i don't like the, i don't want peppers in my omelet i like peppers i like appreciate peppers I love eating peppers raw. Peppers are crunchy. Peppers mm -hmm. are delicious. But for some reason, when they're cooked into the omelet... Why don't you just add them to whole like, peppers? They get really watery, and they water the omelet down. And uh -huh. then the flavor of the pepper overwhelm every ingredient, including like bacon or ham or cheese or whatever is in. And all you taste is the peppers. And the omelet is just like hard, but then also watery from the peppers. And it just tastes like peppers. And... I do not appreciate peppers in my omelet. But then if you get the omelet without the peppers, which is like most of the ingredient, you almost feel like you're not getting your money's worth because you're paying for the peppers, but they don't put in the extra of the other ingredients because you don't get peppers. Why don't you ask, so I just you do not ask understand for extra. Why? But then if you go to like a regular breakfast buffet or whatever, like they don't normally put peppers in anything. So why do they put so much peppers at the omelet and diners. I do not appreciate peppers in any way. Like, get those peppers away from me. Like, <laughs> I'd rather just, like, give them to me, like, round the side, like, cut into strips, but do not put peppers in my omelet. Mm, I do like a grilled pepper. 
but I I think I, I agree with you. I don't think I mind them quite as much because I still see them as a vegetable in there, and it's like in my mind is healthier as a result. But if I okay, what what is in your perfect omelet? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It depends on like what I'm eating. Um, so if I'm eating like a Korean meal, I would want my like omelet to have like mentaiko, green onion, um, and just like real simple ingredients. But then if yeah. I'm eating like a Western style, I think I would want. Hmm. Okay, so. I'd want bacon, like crispy bacon, like crumbled into like little bits. And then maybe like regular onions, but just like a little bit. Or not even like regular onions, green onions. There you mm -hmm. go. So it's like less okay. watery. And it has to be cheese, but it cannot be cheddar. Because I don't like a lot of people love cheddar as like an option. But to me, when cheddar gets melty, it gets really, really oily. Yeah, I see that. And I do not appreciate, like, that oily, like, melted oil-like flavor. That is very fair. I like more of, like, a melted cheese, like a jack. But then the flavor of jack isn't prominent enough. Or it almost just tastes like a chewy, like, string cheese, like, that's been melted into the omelet. Like, Swiss is nice. Swiss is a good cheese. I'll say, yeah, Swiss and bacon and green onions. And then with, like, a little, like, dash of hot sauce. Isn't I'm halfway through. Like, I want to enjoy the omelet, like, as it is. And then just, like, switch it up and make it more fun, like, the last half. Just hit it with, like, a little hot sauce. My Western omelet would be a Greek omelet with the shavings of the gyro meat. Oh. Yeah, I like it. Because that's, like, feta cheese. I mean, you could hold you could hold the peppers. You know there are peppers in that. There's, there are you peppers in it. What? You're right. Feta is the best option for an omelet honestly, cheese. I didn't even think about that. It honestly is. Like for you know a Western what? omelet, are you uh -huh. changing your answer? <laughs> yes, let me change my answer to spinach and feta. Nice. Very good. Very that good. That is actually a great combination for an omelet. It is superior, undisputed. <laughs> like, I cannot believe I forgot about spinach and feta. The erasure. How dare you? I don't know if I need like Euro meat in there, but you know, like I'm happy for you. I support you getting that Euro meat, like if that's what you want. Uh as far as an Asian omelet goes, um hmm. I think my favorite style would be probably Okay, I know it seems really gimmicky, but I like a hurricane omelet. Mm, no, it's good. So, yeah, so long as there is plenty of raw egg on top. Like, it still mm -hmm. has to be lot, like, the top of it has to be completely, like, eggy and runny so that it can mm -hmm. mix in with the rice underneath. Mm -hmm. And then for toppings would be green onions. Um, and then I love like a Swedish, uh, not Swedish as in like sweet ish, thick soy sauce, mm. like a ketchup money 
or um, mm-hmm. I actually don't know how to pronounce that word. I've only ever read it. Is it ketchup? Manish? Ketchup. It's the sweet soy sauce, the Indonesian sweet soy sauce. It's spelt K, no, yeah, K-E-C-A-P, but I think that's where the word ketchup from comes from. So I think you pronounce it ketchup. I don't think I've ever had it. You must have had it because it's the sweet soy sauce that goes in nasi goreng. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I like something along that style where it's thick and syrupy and kind of sweet and salty. And that goes on top. Um, and then furikake. Mm. That is a good combination. Mm. Maybe a little like spicy thing thrown in for, but I, I generally like it to be a sweet and savory Asian omelet. Mm. Even, you know, I actually don't mind like the Japanese tamago pieces either, where it's almost like, a, how, how do you describe it? Like it's almost sweet. Tamago is sweet. I would describe it to be sweet, like a sweet, sweet and briny almost. Sweet and briny. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That's a good one. Also, like tamago nigiris, love jador. I like. They're practically a dessert. They are. <laughs> yeah, I love them. I love them mm-hmm. so much. And people, because of I know because of like gyro gym, gyro gyms of sushi, like people are like, oh my god, tamago is like the hardest. A bad a tamago that isn't great is still an enjoyable tamago. At the end of the day, it's an egg. You know exactly. It's an it's egg. A sliced it's a sweet like, egg. Enjoy it. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I've always thought it was like really funny how like in like cooking movies or like videos, there's always like a mean chef when he wants to test you, he'll go like make me an omelet. <laughs> yes, that's the. Th- I think that's where like the pretense of the French omelet comes from because it's like you can tell so much about someone in the way they make an omelet. It's like, bitch, I make the omelet in the way that I want to eat it. It is not that serious. It is not that serious <laughs> at all. Have you ever watched the movie um, The Hundred Foot Journey? Ye- Helen Mirren, right? Yeah. Yes. I watched it with Little John. It was very sweet. It's it cute. It's very cute. If you haven't seen yeah. it, if you haven't watched it, like you should watch it. It's a really cute movie. It's on a lot of like streaming devices. Um, and like the food and all the food in the movie looks really, really Jokes like. Right. It's, it's beautifully shot. I love though, like uh, how the movie's pretty old, so we can do like a spoiler alert, right? No, no, let's not spoil it in case the viewers do. We're like, go watch it, but if you yeah, you love okay, spoiling well, things for people, go watch spoil it. it in if case you haven't seen it, turn off the podcast because we have to go anyway. But um, I love how like Wait, at spoiler the end. This is like a good point to turn it off. Okay, anyway. This is, yeah, okay, bye. We're going to watch uh, the movie. So, like, I love how, like, at the end of it, they were acting as if, like, the most commonplace South Asian ingredients in the news. Like, you know how, like, when that guy was like, oh, he's, like, kind of, like, he actually turned into more of, like, a Gagan-type modernist Indian me, cuisine like, chef. The ending got a little weird. I was like, it, it started off so good. It did. It and did. Then all of but sudden, then they were like, like 
using using crazy flavors like from cumin and star anise and all like all that. I was like, that is just that was just Asian spices. Like you're acting like it is just the most crazy thing in the world that this guy just uses the flavors that are available. It's almost as if like the entire movie was shot by one person, but like yep. in like the last fifteen minutes, like some tech bro took over as like a director. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like the tone of the movie and like the whole soul of the movie just completely changed. It did. It did. <laughs> it's like two and, movies uh, in one. And I was like, wait, what, what, why did he get into like gastronomy? <laughs> yeah. French countryside. And then all of a sudden you're in like future. So I didn't, I didn't know if it was like based off of Gagan, which is the guy, the Indian chef in Singapore that studied at the French laundry or Alenia. Mm-hmm. So he made like modernist Indian food. I thought I was like, well, is this about that guy? Cause kind of, but it still seemed like it came from nowhere mm-hmm. because he like trained in this cute little French cottage. That was a yeah. really good restaurant, but all of a sudden, and then now he's using like science tools. Like how did, where's the connection? But anyways, I brought up this movie because um, the whole thing is, you know, like, before he goes to work for like the French lady, yeah, and she's like, "Like, cook me an omelet." You oh know? yeah, yeah, that's right. And then there's like a scene where like he's burned his hands and he can't use them. So then, um, he like tells her like how to cook an omelet. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? Kind of. It's been a while. We should do a we should do a reaction a watch for that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, we should do a live. But anyways, watch. um, yeah, I feel like this is like the movie that I think of when I think of like a French omelet. Yeah, me too. Actually, yes, me too. But that is our time. Is John is John is over to shit? I sound like a therapist every time I say that. That's our time. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, <laughs> I want to talk more, but I guess um, well, save we'll it for the next for another podcast. day because John is over to shit. Save it for the next podcast. My ADHD is kicking in. All right. You go off and do things. <laughs> if you like our podcast, you should go follow us on Instagram. The link is in the bio. It will be. John actually updated. I did. E. Thank you, I John, for being useful. <laughs> As for always. doing your job. I'm always useful. <laughs> I'm super responsible. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye.